hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlenCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and I count it a blessing and an honor to be here with all of you on this episode number 66 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are taking a look at Nehemiah chapter 5, and we're going to talk about some characteristics that we all want to possess. So go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine Encourages You is coming to you with bosses versus leaders. That's what's coming up next. Well, BCU family, we are back with our Nehemiah series. So let's just do a quick synopsis of what we've covered so far. We've chatted about overcoming people approval, the importance of gated living. We talked about what to do when you're attacked, when you're weary on the wall, getting back to work on the wall. We also talked about what happens when you have an enemy amongst you and how to confront that enemy. So what we're doing today is switching gears to take a look at how Nehemiah carried himself as a servant's leader versus being a boss. Let's dig in. So we're gonna be in Nehemiah chapter five. We're gonna finish that up and we're gonna look at verses 14 through 19. And while it's not so much in the way of many verses, there are some powerful lessons that we can glean from bossing people versus servant leading people. So let's take a look at verse number 14. Moreover, from the time, Nehemiah says, that I was appointed to be governor in the land of Judah from the 20th year until the 32nd year of Adaxerxes the king, that is... 12 years, myself and my brethren, we did not eat the bread of the governor. So just making that very plain, Nehemiah was the appointed official governor or leader of the people for 12 years. Take note that the wall was not yet finished. The people did not wait to appoint him. So that speaks of Nehemiah's leadership qualities right there as far as being a servant leader. Sometimes, BCU family, the Lord will move you up based on your faithfulness, based on how you treat people over someone else that might be more qualified. It's good for us to remember that when we serve, that we don't do it with eye service or to please people but in sincerity of heart and as to the Lord and not as unto men, knowing that the Lord will reward you because we truly do serve Christ the Lord. And that's actually found in Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 through 24. So obviously the New Testament was not in existence when Nehemiah was leading 
you can see that he embodied that particular scripture. In that same verse, and when I say same verse, going back to Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 14, in another servant leader move, Nehemiah made it a point to say that from the time that he was in charge, he and his family did not eat up the food allowance that was actually allotted to them. So what that says is just because you can do something, just because you're entitled to something, doesn't mean you should actually do it. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 through 24 reminds us that all things are lawful for us. We can do them, but they may not be expedient. All things are lawful, but they do not edify. They're not for the benefit of other people. Verse 24 goes on to say, and that no man should seek his own, but every man's wealth. So if it's not going to be good for the benefit of the people, if it's going to hurt someone, if it's going to burden someone, if it's going to tax someone, even if it benefits me, then I shouldn't do it. All right, BCU family, let's get into verse number 15. So Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 15 says, But the former governors that had been before me were chargeable unto the people and had taken of them bread and wine besides 40 shekels of silver. Yea, even their servants bear rule over the people, but I did not because of the fear of God. So let's take a look at this uh, and, and let's go uh, sentence by sentence almost if we, if we can. So the former governors, the former bosses or managers, because that's different from a, a leader or a servant leader, these bosses or managers actually charged their people. These leaders took food, wine, and on top of it, money. The scripture says 40 shekels of silver. So in U.S. dollars, that equates to about $15,000, okay? And at that time, in biblical times, most people earned about 30 shekels, and it took them four months to do that. These governors, these former governors, were charging 40 shekels from their people. This was nothing more than just unlawful extortion. And this puts really into perspective why Nehemiah was so angry with those nobles and rulers earlier in chapter 5 when they were charging their brethren all that interest for food. So wait, there's more to this story. So, okay, all right. The governors are charging the people, you know, taking their food and their wine and their money. Okay, they're doing that. On top of that, everybody... The governor's servants came down to boss or manage over the people. So if you can imagine wherever you live, 
if your state or province or wherever it is that you live in the world has a governor or a leader, imagine, of course, that he's employed, you know, aides to assist him. And those aides go out into the streets, into the marketplaces, into the schools, into uh, homes and into jobs. And they decide that they're going to rule you, tell you what to do, how to do it, how to live, how much money you're going to give them. Can you imagine? And I'm sure it happens in some places just like that. So these activities obviously were unlawful and definitely not expedient. This is not, this is not what a good servant leader does. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 29 and 2 says that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. And I can only imagine that before Nehemiah took over, that these people were mourning. As a matter of fact, we know that they were earlier in Nehemiah chapter 5. So when Nehemiah was appointed governor, he said that he didn't do such things. He didn't fleece these people because of the fear of God. And when we say fear, we mean reverential fear, not a scaredy cat fear, but reverence and respectful fear. Very wise leader, that Nehemiah. Proverbs 9 and 10 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. You know, if more rulers, more leaders had a fear or a reverence or concern for what God thought about what they were doing, realizing that they have to answer to him, there would be a lot less wickedness and mourning in the land. All right, let's go on down to verse number 16, again, back in Nehemiah chapter 5. So with everything that's happening here, so Nehemiah is not charging the people. He also said in verse 16 that he continued in the work of the wall. He did not buy any land and all of his servants, the people working with him, they were gathered unto the work. Now, this is huge, BCU family, because remember, Nehemiah, he's the governor. That title did not stop him from continuing to work on the wall as an awesome servant leadership example. He says he continued. He didn't stall through it. He didn't assign other people to do it. He didn't delegate, chill, loaf, goof off. He continued in the work of the wall. And he did that despite Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, and all of their tricks and delays and their distractions. Uh, the people's fear that came up in chapter 4, um, their unlawful practices in chapter 5, any of the obstacles that happened, Nehemiah kept on. Along with that, he wasn't interested in trying to buy land or do anything that was going to keep him from being focused on the work that he was assigned to. And because he didn't do it, his servants didn't do that. 
they stayed on top of what they were doing. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go on, y'all. You can see that this is what a good servant leader does. And, and as a matter of fact, thinking back to our study in Nehemiah chapter 3, what kind of worker are you? When you think about it, Nehemiah set up where everyone was able to work together. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me go on down to verse number 17 again in Nehemiah chapter 5. Moreover, moreover, at my table, there were 150 of the Jews and rulers beside those that came unto us among from the heathen that were with us. Verse number 18 says, And now that which was prepared for me daily was one ox, six choice sheep. Also fowls were prepared for me. And once every 10 days, all sorts of wine. Yet for all this, I did not require the bread of the governor because the bondage was heavy upon this people. So let's take a closer look at these two verses, verses 17 and 18. So for mealtime, just notice, BCU family, that there were no separate tables for the leaders. There were no VIP sections for an extra, you know, 10 shekels per person. No pomp, no circumstance. Nehemiah said that at his table, that there were leaders and the heathen. Just like Jesus, Nehemiah ate with everybody else. That's what a servant leader does. In turn, God took good care of Nehemiah because his 150 member cabinet and all of those workers, and again, people that were just common folks, if you will, from other nations, they were fed well on the daily, you all. You all saw the, the choice sheep and the fowls and everything that were prepared. Everything was great. People were able to eat and replenish themselves. And Nehemiah did not, he did not have to take again. He mentioned again, he didn't have to take that, that governor um, pension, if you will. He didn't have to take that pay because he already knew that the people were struggling. Remember earlier in chapter five that there was a bit of a famine there and that the leaders and the nobles were charging people excessive interest. So rather than take pay or pension, Nehemiah says, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take that pay and I'm not going to take any of the food that you're supposed to give the governor. And God took care of Nehemiah and the people beautifully. That's what God does. That's what God does. When you get a great leader like Nehemiah, he cared enough about the people who trusted him to lead them, not to fleece them. Very simply put, James chapter four and verse 17 says to him that knows to do good and they don't do it to him. It's a sin. Nehemiah knew to do good. He did it and he was rewarded for it. And on top of that, the people were rewarded as well. And then as we look at verse number 19, Nehemiah closes with the simple request to the Lord. And it says, think upon me my God for good, according 
to all that I have done for this people. BCU family, the Lord took verses 14 through 19 of Nehemiah chapter 5 and broke them down so that we could understand how a leader should function with the grace of God. And when I say leader, you might be thinking bishop, pastor, elder, minister, people that are very visible. Let me say to you that anyone that has the Holy Ghost down on the inside, that Acts 2.38 experience where Jesus lives down on the inside, that we are all servant leaders in some capacity. Perhaps you're a Sunday school teacher, you're on the usher board, you're a lay person, you're still a leader because as people are coming into the house of God, they're looking at you. You're a leader. In your home, over your children, you are a servant leader. On your job, no matter what your role is, you are still a servant leader. So these characteristics that Nehemiah possesses, or possessed rather, is something that we should possess and be sure that happens on all of our interactions with the help of the Lord. So very simply put, Matthew chapter 23, verse 11 says, but he that is the greatest among you shall be your servant. We don't come to get served, BCU family. We come to serve. That's why the Lord saved us. Amen. Amen. Well, BCU family, this is going to complete our study of Nehemiah chapter 5. And I hope that you are looking forward to chapter 6 just as much as I am. We're going to get that prepared for you. In the meantime, we would love to dialogue with you. So please post your thoughts about this study in the comment section in the bcu.com or blankcouragesyou.com site. As a reminder, if you haven't subscribed to BlankCouragesYou.com, this is a good time to do so. As always, it is free of charge and it is a great place to get the encouragement, inspiration, and information that you need based on the Word of God. Additionally, check us out on the daily and see what we're up to on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we are now on YouTube as well, all under the moniker, Blend Courages You. You can also listen in and subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. All right, BCU family, so we're going to get ready to wrap up this podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. We know that you have a choice when it comes to getting your encouragement, and you chose to come by here, and we certainly do not take you for granted. So please keep us in prayer as we are praying for you. This is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com signing off. May God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the wall. We'll see you next time.